0: On this day we call Good Friday, we hear again of the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that He went through for love of us, the betrayal, the mocking, the spitting, the imprisonment, being scourged, crowned with thorns, crucified, culminating in His death and burial in the tomb. There are so many things we could meditate on this afternoon with our Lord's Passion. One moment sticks out that is unique to the Gospel of St. John. At the end of our Lord's Passion, after our Lord has died, but before He was taken down from the cross, our Lord's side was pierced by the lance if everything that our Lord had been through was not enough, the Roman soldiers pierced the side of our dead Lord. What an awful scene this was. Bystanders milling around, some people not even knowing what was going on. The chief priests standing there waiting for Christ to die. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, St. John and a few of the other women standing there watching this unimaginable suffering, the one they loved so dearly on the cross. And yet, as the soldier's lance pierces the side of Christ, something miraculous happens. As we know, when, that, when our Lord's side was pierced, Blood and water poured forth. These symbols, this this moment of blood and water from the side of Christ, uh, remind us of these powerful ancient symbols from the beginning of time. We see that blood was shed as the as the antidote for sin. From the very beginning is the forgiveness of sins. This water to be washed clean from impurities. And these lambs sacrificed at the Feast of Passover. These offerings of bulls and sheep and goats for the forgiveness of sins. And this is all taking place in the temple. This blood was a part of common life for the Jewish people from the very beginning. And so it is as well with the washing of water, the washing, the ceremonial washings that they had to do so religiously, to be clean to practice their faith. And so these images of blood and water go all the way back to the beginning in the book of Genesis, from the beginning of creation of Adam and Eve, and which is a foreshadowing of what just took place and what we just heard about Jesus on the cross. In that first Adam, the first Adam when he was created with Eve, he found that he was alone. No companion fit for him, and when God saw this, he cast Adam into the deep, deep sleep. That is the Bible's way of saying actually the deep sleep of death. And so God took one of Adam's ribs and fashioned it into his bride, his beloved Eve. So through Adam's death, the life of Eve came to be. The mother of all the living was fashioned from his side. A family was made. And now Adam was not alone any longer. Adam and Eve now had a family and they offered themselves to each other as a gift. Looking forward now to the events that we have just heard, when Christ's side was pierced, we see that He actually is the new Adam. Where the old Adam failed in disobeying the commands of God, not doing God's will but His own will, we see here that Jesus does the Father's will perfectly. And that when the side of Christ is pierced, something miraculous takes place. As our Lord truly died and His side truly pierced and blood and water pouring forth, we see that Jesus truly laid down His life for His Beloved. And when His side was pierced, He gave us actually a great gift. Because from the side of Christ, the church was born. From the side of our Lord, when water and blood poured forth, is actually the gift of Christ that, where He gives us our church. It is through Christ's Passion that He offered Himself and poured out His blood all throughout Jerusalem that He gave us the way to be born again in our life. Through His death, we receive life. As you know, we receive this in and through the church because we have now a way to be washed clean to be washed clean from sin, beginning in the gift of baptism. We have the now way to be strengthened in our faith, to be sustained with food for the journey, to have and receive life within us as our Lord's blood is poured out, the gift of the Eucharist. For it is through Christ's death and His pure side that we receive the church we call our Mother Church. We have the ability and grace to receive divine life in our souls. To receive this divine life through the sacraments, especially baptism and the Eucharist. For we receive them through our church. For just as Adam realized he was not alone when he he first saw Eve, we today have the assurance that we are not alone. We are not alone in our faith because Christ is with us still in and through this gift that He has given us of His church. This gift of living in the sacramental life The gift of living our baptism. Living our confirmation. Living our faith. Receiving the forgiveness of our sins. Receiving the Eucharist. Because what Christ said on the cross was true when He said, I thirst. That wasn't just a physical thirst. This was a thirst for souls. Christ's thirst for you. Christ's thirst for you. We have this ability now because of Christ's passion, because of His gift and His pure side, that we have the church. And this is our body of Christ in the world. And His body is given for you. His blood is poured out for you on the cross so that you may have the assurance of divine life forever. From the death and the pierced side of Jesus, we receive the church. From the pierced side of Jesus, we receive baptism and the Eucharist and all the sacraments. And his life and blood is poured out for you on the cross so that you may have life. I would just like to share a few words in Spanish for our Hispanic brothers and sisters this this afternoon. En este viernes santo escuchamos de nuevo la pasión de nuestro Señor en el Evangelio de San Juan. Escuchamos la tradición de Jesús, las burlas, los escrituras, el encarnacimiento, la fagelación, la coronación de espinas y su crucifixión. Su muerte en la cruz. Algo único de la pasión de San Juan es que el único que incluye el detalle de que el costado de Jesús de Cristo está traspasado por los romanos. Algo increíble ocurre, pues justo cuando la espada atraviesa el costado de Cristo, sangre y agua de su costrado. Los símbolos de la sangre y el agua son muy antiguos, pues la sangre de, se derramaba desde el principio para el perdón de los pecados, y el agua se utilizaba para, para ser limpiado de impurezas. Desde el principio, desde los tiempos de Adán y Eva, en el aledante, se sacrificaban animales por los pecados. Más importante, aún durante la época de Moisés y los israelitas en Egipto, los corderos eran sacrificados para que los israelitas pudieran vivir. La sangre del cordero tenía que ser puesta en las puertas del pueblo judío para que no murieran. Esta es la Pascua. La sangre del Cordero es derramada por nosotros para que tengamos vida. La sangre del Cordero de Dios crucificado en la cruz y su costado traspado por nosotros es Dios dándonos la vida. Porque del costado del Cordero, del costado de Cristo Jesús, se nos Da la iglesia. No solo la iglesia, sino también los sacramentos. En la sangre y el agua derramadas del costado de Cristo vemos la conexión con los sacramentos de bautismo y eucaristía. Desde la cruz, Jesús nos da la iglesia para que sea nuestro hogar con los sacramentos. De la muerte y el costado traspasado de Jesús recibimos la iglesia. Desde el costado tra- traspado de Jesús se nos da el bautismo y la Eucaristía y todos los sacramentos en la vida de la iglesia. Su vida y su sangre se derraman por la ti en la cruz para que tengas vida en él.